Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hi, welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Joshua Culp, and today we're going to be learning Daf Yud Chet, page 18 of Masechet Moed Katan. We're actually going to be starting from Yud Chet Amud Bet, the second half of the Amud, uh, where the Mishnah gets into what things are you allowed to write on Chol Homoed. Today, most people are not are particular or not particularly observant about the laws of things that you're not allowed to write on the Moed, uh, or that you are allowed to write. Most of us probably do engage in writing. But back then, in uh, Mishnaic times, writing was a particularly skillful uh, uh, skill, something that only specialists, generally speaking, knew how to do. It was usually connected to work. Um, to business, and therefore, generally speaking, the rabbis wanted you to avoid writing on the Moed, but there were certain things that you were allowed to do, and among them, the first thing that's listed is Kiddushé Nashim, um, betrothal documents to betroth a woman. This is something we learn about in the first Mishnah of Masechet Kiddushin, that of the three ways of betrothing, one of them is to write a document that says, Hareat Mekudeshedli, or uh, behold, you are betrothed to me, or the uh, examples listed there in Masechet Kiddushin are actually Hare Bitech Mukudeshetli, behold, your daughter is betrothed to me. That is not our particular issue, exactly how you write such a betrothal document. But the Gemara, I'm not going to read the entire mission, the Gemara gets into this and learns from this, seemingly correctly, correctly. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Mutar Ares Isha Bechol Shemuel. It is permitted to betroth a woman on Chol HaMoed, on the intermediate days of the festival, Shema Yikadmenu Acher, lest somebody else jump the gun and betroth her. Uh, back then, they didn't date for months, years, as is the custom now. Um, probably the arrangement was made, more typically speaking, between the uh, male, the one betrothing, and the woman's father, or the girl's father, although I assume that she had a role in this as well. And we do hear from time to time of people at least aiding in arranging their own marriages. So Shmuel says, look, the guy wants to betroth this woman. He cut a deal with the father. He got her to theoretically agree. Uh, he wants to formally betroth her now. He may not be able to do so after the Moed. Perhaps something will happen. And uh, he wants to strike while the iron is hot. I think that's how the saying goes. Uh, and he wants to betroth her now. And if he waits a little bit longer, the father might find a better deal. She might find a better guy. If you have a love interest that uh, is responsive, take the opportunity. Don't wait too long. That's Shmuel's advice. Now, I'm going to skip a little bit ahead. Um, to where the Gemara asks, did Shmuel really say such a thing? Uh, it's a few lines down, maybe know, ten lines down or so. Umi Amar Shmuel. Did Shmuel really say, Shema Yekadmenu Acher, lest somebody else 
get to her, this woman first and betroth her before this other person betroths her? Veha Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel. Didn't Rabbi Judah, Rav Judah, say in the name of Shmuel, Bechol Yom Vayom, Batko Yotzeit, the Omeret. Every day, a heavenly voice, this Batko, it's famous, daughter of a voice coming out of heaven, comes out and says, Bat Pony Leponi, the daughter of so and so is going to marry so and so. Ste Pony Leponi. The field of so-and-so will belong to this other person. Now, I'm not going to get into the issue of comparing the woman with the field. Clearly, the Talmud is representative of a patriarchy, where to a certain extent women are considered the possessions of their husbands, their fathers, and they have a quote-unquote owner. Uh, but I'm not going to get into that subject right now. What, um, what interests the Gemara here is this determinism. Right. On one hand, Shmuel says, look, you have an opportunity to marry somebody now. And for some reason you want to do it with writing, even though you could do it in another way. Um, but, but even if you want to do it another way, Shmuel says, look, you can do that on Cholomoed. You don't get married, we had learned. We, to this day, we do not have formal marriages. But Kiddushin, the betrothal, which was the originally the first step, in marriage and it was a very very strong step after betrothal the woman could no longer marry another man she was considered an eshet ish a married woman the only thing that uh, didn't yet happen was they didn't live together uh, assumably they were not supposed to be having sexual relations with each other but for all intents and purposes the see the 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 deal was sealed right? and she had no opportunity to marry somebody else if you have that opportunity during cholomo take it because it may not be there for you after the moment. Shema yikidmenu acher. And it's generally something you could apply to other things in life. If you have an opportunity, take it, because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Here, we have, in the second statement of Shmuel, we have a very determinist view of life. Shmuel says, look, who is going to marry whom? One of the most important decisions in life back then, and still to this day, is who are you going to marry? Male, female, whoever it is, the person who you decide to spend the rest of your life with is one of the most faithful decisions most human beings will ever make. Right? And that's determined by heaven. It is not determined by the person. Uh, it's determined by a bot call, or at least announced by a bot call. So we have a contradiction between these two statements. So the Gemara resolves it in a, in a, in a fabulous way, very typical of the Gemara. Rather, lest somebody precede him with a prayer. So you may ask, what kind of question is that? What kind of, what kind of answer is that? Right? Either it's determined or it's not determined. If it's determined, so prayers aren't going to help. And if it's, de if it's not determined, so it's not Shema Yekadmenu Berachamim, lest he precede him with a prayer. It's lest he precede him. Right? In other words, what's the role of the prayer over here? Prayer seems to he here be superseding the determinism. But we're going to have a story in a second which shows that that doesn't seem exactly what the Gemara means. Kiha derava shamelahahu gavra debai rachame. For Rava, the Amora, heard this guy asking God for mercy. Vamar, what was this person asking for? It's always interesting to hear what people were praying for back in those days. Tizdamenli planita. Let planita, this gorgeous planita, or this wonderful planita with whom I am in, in love with, 
this girl, this woman, what I'm in love with, let her become my wife. In other words, he's asking God that this woman should like him, the woman's father should like him, somehow that uh, what he really hopes for in his marital future should come to fruition. And so Abai hears him saying, oh, excuse me, Rava hears him saying this. Amarle, Rava says to this man, Don't ask for, for, for such a thing. If she's fit for you, then there's no way you're not going to get her. Right? She's not going to go away from you. You're asking for her. It doesn't really make a difference because she's, you're going to get, you're going to get her. And if she's not fit for you, in other words, if heaven hasn't determined whether that this woman is the right match for you, you are asking for something that God has determined not to happen. In other words, don't ask for it because either it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. There's no sense in asking prayers for something like that. Batar hachi. After this, Rava hears this guy again. Shame de kama. Oh, ihi lemut mi kama. Oh, ihi tamut mi kama. Let her die before me, or let me die before her. And which this guy just can't. He can't live without her. At least he feels he can't live without her. He says, Oh, either let her die, and I won't want her so much. Not such a nice prayer. Um, or let me die because I want her so badly. I can't live with her. Amarle Rava to the, that per, so he says to the says to the guy again. Amarle says to him, Rava Minalach, didn't I say to you, Loti Bayera Milta de Milta Hachi? Don't ask for such things. And uh, we don't get it. We we get this. This is sort of the end of it. All right, we're gonna have one more statement which I'll read, but we don't get a resolution. Right on the one hand, Rava tells him, Don't ask for for such things. Don't pray. Uh, he doesn't exactly tell him don't do something, but he, doesn't, he, he says don't pray for such things. On the other hand, we did have the acknowledgement of the Gemara that began, Shema Yekadmenu Acher Shmuel said you shall take the opportunity to marry, because someone might ask for God, uh, or, 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 or ask for some kind of tefillah, through some kind of tefillah, that this woman should come to him, and he, and, and he might lose the opportunity. To, to betroth her, to eventually marry her. So I don't know if there's an answer to this, but I, I like I like it when the Gemara is messy. I personally don't like resolutions. I like it when tensions are left unresolved. Because I think this is a tension that still remains in our life. Um, do we end up where we are because of the efforts we make? Right? We, we, uh, we take the initiative. We go after that person who we feel is appropriate for us, who we are attracted to, who we may fall in love with. We chase after that person. We court that person. We look for a job. We, we, we take the initiative and, and, and direct our own lives. But a lot of times we feel that uh, somehow we were just sort of guided into the places that we ended up. We didn't make a decision to marry that woman. It was circumstance. Or I didn't make the decision to end up where I am today. Just things tended to work out that way. Call it fate. Call it God determining things. We don't always uh, feel or in reality, we don't always end up where we are because we made an effort to get there. It is the hand of God, the hand of fate, however you want to call it, that directs us. Uh, and this is probably no more true, no, no truer about anything than about the partner we choose in life. Uh, if you think about how did you meet your partner? Uh, be it uh, husband, wife, whatever it might be, did you check out every other person in the world and say, no, this person is definitely the most a 
appropriate person in the entire world for me. I dated every person in the geographical region of, I don't know, New York, Boston, Chicago, where it is. I dated every eligible uh, male, female, whatever it is. And I found that I objectively rated every single one of them. And this is the person that was most uh, appropriate for me. I doubt most of us go through such things. If you did and you do go try to go through such things, you'll probably find yourself not finding the perfect person. At least that's my opinion, right? Rather, it was circumstance. Why did we end up with the person we ended up with? That's just the way things worked out. We met that person at the right time, in the right place. We were available. They were available. He or she was uh, fitting. I liked that person. I fell in love with that person. And uh, that's just the way things ended up. We didn't fully direct ourselves where we're going. And that's the tension, I think, that is this Gemara. On the one hand, Shmuel says, look, take the initiative, betrothed her, even on Cholomoed. On the other hand, you should know that the determining factor in who marries who is really not in your hands at all. It's really in the hands of heaven. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.